<laughs> I am a little bit upset with Miss A right now. Well, well, I'm a little bit upset with you that you went <laughs> and, and, and tried to, to make your name bald. No, here's what happened. <laughs> Babes. What? You were in the shower. Uh-huh. And as many people may know, while I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. No, you're not. I practice his teachings. Okay, 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 okay. Go get on with it. I am also the bald God. You're not the bald God. Go on. And I forgive you, my child. Ah! And there's still and there is still his hope friend, for you. His friend gave him that nickname, by the way. It wasn't. I don't. I don't worship the bald god. And there's still hope for you because there is no bald god. There's still hope for you. Anyways, mm. you're in the shower. Yes. I come into your bedroom and try to add myself on your profile as the bald god. Oh jeez. Because I thought it would be kind of fun when Miss A refers to me if she calls me that. <laughs> And we want to get her, you know, some religion in her life. Oh, my goodness. Apparently, as we just discovered, it just calls me bald. <laughs> so, I think the next time you take a shower, I'm going to have to make some changes in that. No, no, you got to get you gotta get off my account completely. I can't order anything, though. I know. I've never ordered anything from uh, The Dot. No, but you... Why do you care if I, I'm on or off your account if I can't do anything with it? Oh, that's true. Well, I'll at least change your name. Yeah, I, I, if it, it's either Bald God or... Just call we'll it Rick. Just be simple. Uh, Don't call yourself the Bald God anything. You're not You're not a God anyway. As far as... Oh, bubs. What? Stop it. I love you. Mm. Mm. No snacks for you then. I just ordered some snacks for you. Okay, well, they're not really snacks or desserts. Did I order any? Yes, I did. I got us the these lemon cakes. Oh, okay. Well, okay, ones. snackies and desserts. Yes, I almost got us chips. Oh, that's okay. Um, oh, we need to finish those Cheetos. They're I, almost gone, but they're I said almost we, gone. But it's okay. We're going to be eating after this. Yeah, so. we'll kill the Cheetos. There we all. Anyway, anywho, well. you get to spend some time with the bald god. How lucky are you, oh, Bubs? Come on. <laughs> they say I, to count I, I, your I, blessings in life. You days. know what? I should smack you for that. Why? Because you're being conceited. No, you I are. I don't like vain and conceited people. I don't either, but I still love you for some reason. Give me a kiss. <laughs> no. Yeah, give me a kiss. You be a good boy. I always am. Give me a kiss. Mm. Mm. Has anybody commented? Go ahead. On if I get either annoyed, slightly, you know, slightly annoyed or irritated, or if I get close to being really mad at you has anybody commented like why do you always try to fix it with kissing her no no one's ever just said that really no oh friends in real life have said stuff about that but not when they listen to this oh oh because you told you told them that every time i get a little bit mad at you 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 fix it with kisses no 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 remember a couple years ago yes we had just come back from doing a tandem bike thing yes and I don't know. There was some conservative white lady in the news. I was making fun of her. You were making fun of Bernie. And at the end of it, we kissed and you went your way. I went out to drinks with the guys. One of my friends says to me during the meal. Oh, 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 oh yeah, that's right. Because we got into a, a little bit of a debate and then we kissed afterwards a lot. I just said that. Yes. And I, rem- I just remembered it. We're having drinks. He turns to me and he says, no offense, but both of you said stuff that would have triggered me and my girlfriend several times. And you guys just like laughed it off and kissed at the ends. Well, we don't, we don't, 
we don't, you know, make it as an end-all be-all thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I mean, there are so many things to get really, really angry about. And I've had friends that were politically different than me. And I think politics is a stupid um, thing to get too upset over. Because um, you, you can still find common ground, number one. And it's not, you know, after a while, it's like, it's not that big a deal. We had a debate and that was it. (laughs) And it's also, oh, this is going to sound so defeatist, but it doesn't really matter what type of, where you are on the political spectrum. Yeah. I'm starting to come to the realization, can anybody make a difference this day if they're not a billionaire and they don't have super rich friends around them to help them out? Can an average person actually do something for the greater good? Um, I don't know. I can't answer that question. I mean, we hear these stories, but they're all based in the past. And most of the times, if you dig a little bit deeper, you realize that it's just surface changes that don't really have a positive impact on our society besides they're a nice story to tell people to keep them pacified. I, I don't think that that way, but I, I just think that people are... Um, are losing friends or um, are breaking off relationships or whatever. Um, and they use an excuse like politics because they think, I, I, I've, I've been noticing it, like they think, oh, well, they're expendable. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're expendable and I can just get rid of them and get other people. Yeah. Because they don't, they don't value uh, relationships. They don't value, you know, and this, politics aside, they don't value the relationship itself. Absolutely. And I, and I think it's really sad that there are people that are young people that are doing that. And, you know, even, even people that have had friendships for years or, or have been in uh, relationships for years, or they, um, you know, grandparents are being ostracized from their kids, their grandkids, because the parents are like, well, I don't want you. I don't want you to share your beliefs with them because it's poison or whatever. It's something stupid like that. I don't know. And here's a little bit of truth from your old pal, Rick. If you're poor or middle class, both sides of the political spectrum are out to screw you. And none of these politicians you see on TV would like you in real life. Wow. That's a little bit depressing. Yeah, it's uh, true, though. You're, you're a little pessimistic. I know, Rick, I know I am. You got to stop it. I saw something that upset me this morning, and I think you know what it is, but I I don't know. I, I, I found out something that upset me, too, but I really don't want to talk about it here because it's pretty heavy, and I think I'll just talk about it in private because I need to talk about it. Oh, I, I really don't want to talk about it here. That's okay, babes. It's, it's, it's very, very heavy, and uh, it's very, very shocking to me. And it has to do with, just say what it has to do with it without going into details. It has to do with, um, it has to do with relatives in my family. Obviously. Gotcha. That's fair. I don't really want to talk about it Yes, here. yes, yes. Fair enough. We will move on from that. Thank you. Yes. Babes. Yes. Uh, I woke up this morning. We're not going to talk about the thing that set me off. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. It's really, <laughs> but, you know. After I tried to set up Miss A, apparently unsuccessfully, <laughs> you are leaving the bathroom after your shower and heard me just go, oh, 
I can't yeah. believe this. And I thought, okay. What did you hear exactly? Am I... All I could hear was, ah, and then I heard another, ah, like, so I, I heard like a guttural moan yes. and a guttural groan. And I'm thinking, okay, something's wrong. I better go ask. I thought it was something like, oh no, the mall, the, the, the Walmart order is messed up or, um, <laughs> that we don't have, we, they don't have sour cream or they don't have our cake or whatever. Um, I thought something was wrong with the both of us. And then you're like, oh, no, no, it's something else. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and I knew it. I knew it. I thought, okay, something's wrong. I'm not as vocal. No. But. It's hard for me to internalize things. Yeah. I, I'm not as vocal, but you could tell when I get upset. L- let me rephrase that. Yeah. I do internalize stuff and I'm somehow able to vent to the world and still keep it bottled up inside. It, it doesn't make any sense, but it just is a thing. Okay. Like, I can vent to you and 10 other people and still obsess on something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, is that a part of the, because you have like um, a mild case of, um, you, you, you think you have a mild case of OCD, correct? Yes. So maybe that's part of it. It could be. Um, I'd also, I think I suffer from depression. Mm-hmm. And and I want to be clear when I say that because everybody says I suffer from this and I suffer from that. I don't have OCD or depression nearly as bad as some people do. Right. So I don't I'm not going to be one of those people who posts on Facebook about suicide prevention or anything like right, that. Right, right, uh-huh. Um but for real, I have struggled with depression mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. And I expect that it'll come up in the future as well. Uh-huh. So it is a real thing for me, but other people do have it worse. But you're, but you found ways of um, living with it and managing it. Should it come up again? Yeah. Meditation is a big help. Working out is a big help. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, talking with people you love. Mm-hmm. That's being a around huge people thing. You love. Yeah. Because I, I heard that um, a lot of people just turn to, prescription medication and it doesn't actually help it just worsens the the symptoms i had a really good run before the pandemic started uh-huh you remember that period of time i was out all the time yes but i was still reflective i wasn't using it parting as an excuse to avoid things in my life yeah i was working on goals yeah and then COVID 19 hit yeah, I, I felt that way too. Like things were opening up for me in the arts mm-hmm. with music. I thought, oh, this is awesome. I'm, I have an avenue where I can play stuff. I thought about joining a flute choir and then the whole thing just shut down and everybody was like, we were not expecting it and we, we didn't know what to do. Um, now we're we're still kind of in limbo, and it's almost the end of the year. We don't know what the next year is going to bring. Uh, we don't know if everybody is going to be invited to things, and that's what's really uh, has been really heavy on my heart because it's like, well, I want to go to things, but if they're going to put these stipulations, like, well, you have to have the, and it isn't, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like I'm like, well. Okay, well, if we want to get back to normal, it's not helping the situation. It, it really isn't. And and then when things just shut down, it just completely um, floored everybody. 
everybody was just in shock to no end. And having said all that, I feel that it is time to rebuild my life. And you've seen me do some things behind the scenes to try to get at least starting to get back to normal of what life was like before, uh-huh. even though it's not going to be the same. Yeah. Because, and I think this is where being introspective helps helped me a lot, is I'm at the point in my life to where I realize, yes, it sucks. This horrible thing happened to me and everybody else, and I can't control it. And I lost people that I loved in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I do need to cope with. And for real, you need to have, or at least I needed to have some nights where I just stayed up late and crying over things. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you got to say, I've cried about this. It still sucks. This area of my life is still needs a lot of work and a lot of repair. And that means that I need to start building things up. I can't just wallow in my sorrow for the rest of eternity. Oh, yeah. And people people tend to do that and they never get out of it. Um, I think it's more frustration for me mm-hmm. because now I feel, you know, I, I, I go back to thinking, well, am I going, is my, um, uh, am I going to ever find work? Um, because, because a lot of people are suffering with, f- suffering with either finding work or just leaving their job. And, um, you know, are, are, uh, am I going to, have a better chance of doing that or is or what is it you know i i I mean it it just seems so uncertain for me right now yes and i think it seems uncertain for a lot of people so i think it's just one of those things where we have to wait and see what happens and then do what we can to prepare us for whatever could happen or whatever could open or whatever it is because we still have no idea what next year is going to look like Exactly. But that's also part of the adventure of life. And, and I don't want to sound like just a, da- a downer. Uh, There's yeah, definitely yeah. some great parts to my life, right? Of course. So it's not all I'm, – I'm not just walking in complete sorrow all the time talking about, oh, yeah. my life is ruined now. Right. But for real, things have gotten worse since the pandemic in most ways. It, it has um, but I think maybe I, I do believe something good has come out of this with new um, music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's, it's been helping with uh, delivery apps have been helping because sometimes people can't get to the store, um, you know, or, or people have chosen not to go to the store. Um, good things. uh you know, fun uh, content online has been uh, becoming a little bit more popular. Um, so it's not all bad. I mean, and I was able to get this apartment last year, which I never thought I was going to be able to do. That's uh, good. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I can't believe I'm out of where I used to live because I was working so hard to, you know, applying for apartment applications and then this one just opened up and had I not taken that chance I wouldn't have gotten this place that's right babes and I just I love that I have my new space so I I have a lot to I have a lot of blessings to 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 think about and you know my my overall health is good um and I I I don't have any real problems really to to really 
be upset over. It's just frustrating. Yes. I might see Thundercats in December. I still haven't decided whether or not I'm going to go to the show yet. Okay. But I do love that song. I will say it does does sound reminiscent of uh, 90s hip hop in some ways. Or I don't know if you'd call it. It's a weird mix between 90s hip hop and 70s soul. I know it sounds, and I really like it. Cool, stuff. actually. Yeah, he has other good songs too. Yeah, uh, but that's the one that they're always playing Baby on BBC girl. Six. Do because it's funny to me. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. So maybe I'll see that, or Everclear, or neither. And, and that's and that's a British uh, artist. Correct? I believe Thundercat is from the UK. When you think of, when you say Thundercat, I think of the old cartoon in the eighties called Thundercats, and I used to watch it. I think that's where he got his name. Thundercats and Silverhawks. Nice. I used to watch them back to back. Well, good. And I used to watch He Man and He Man and Shira. You told me that many, many, many I times. I know, I know. I'm just reiterating. There's nothing wrong with you reiterating, and you reiterate stuff too. Do I? Not that often. Yes, you do. Like what? Like that one. I, one of the stories. Um, what was that? You told me something last night, and I'm like, yeah, you told me that already. Mm. Yes. I don't know, babes. Anyway, moving on, please. Moving on, babes. Moving on. I read a book this week called The Investment Baker. Did we yeah, talk about biker? that? Biker? Yeah. Not did, baker. Did we talk about this yesterday? Um, Kind of. Oh, we did. Okay. Kind of. I, I, you can, I think you did. You said it was a really long book and you didn't know what it was going to end, but you said it was good. I enjoyed it. Yes. What else did I read this week, babes? Um, hmm, I don't know. You read a lot of books. I have no idea. You have to check your your list. Okay, I don't have my list in front of me. Tomorrow I would do that because my phone is charging right now. I think I read like two other books. Mm. This is a problem when you read a lot, babes, is Mm -hmm. it's easy to lose things in the mix. That's exactly why I don't don't concentrate on more than one book. Mm. Because I cannot keep track of all those books because there's so many books that I'd like to read. But I only focus on one book at a time. Because then I can keep that book in mind, and then I move on to the next one. Yeah, it's going to drive me crazy. I think I read another fiction book. I've been reading a lot more fiction, babes. Did I mention where I was at in uh, Ready Player One? I don't remember. Yesterday? I think you might have. I mentioned it to you. Yeah. Well, if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. But um, Wade, a.k.a. Partsafal, who is the main character, is... um, he went through the Temple of Syrinx because um, that was for the next clue. And he does end up finding this guitar. Yeah, I, I, now that we're thinking about it, I'm pretty sure you did mention Okay, it. well, they found the crystal key and yeah. You take things really slow as far as entertainment goes. Well, as far as books go, I, I guess I do. Yes. Well, slower than what you would like. Definitely that. But also TV shows. Um, I I really want to finish The Boys with you. I know. And you're just like, oh, I don't know, Bob. Well, I mean, I, you know, sometimes I have to take my time. Yeah, we're a little bit different in that way. Sometimes I like to take my time and savor it. 
You're also like that at the dinner table, too, where I just, like, stuff food into my mouth. And Well, because I like to taste stuff, and I'm not, like, there for three hours. Yeah. You know, so people, like, eat really slow, like, really slow, and it's, like, five hours later, and they're still <laughs> eating. <laughs> I'm not like that. No. I just like to taste my food, because I've noticed that if I scarf it down, I'm like, wow, I barely tasted that. I was so hungry. I, ba- I barely savored it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I hear you, babes. But maybe that's because guys are different. Some guys are just like, okay, I scarfed it down. I'm done. I think of it like this. If I can finish something that's really cool, then I can move on to the next thing that might even be greater. Yeah, but I've I've done both. I've, I've scarfed things down and I've savored it. And I find out that when I savor it, I enjoy it a little bit more. Not to give myself too much credit. Oh, my goodness. But... I think I've become better at savoring things since we've started dating. Oh, good. Would you agree to that? Um, yes, in some ways you have. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I notice that if I don't savor stuff too, that it doesn't digest well. And I don't feel good after I, <laughs> I don't feel good after I scarf <laughs> stuff down. Yes. Have you noticed that? I have. That's why I've slowed down a little bit. Especially like if you're eating something heavy like a potato, a yeah. big potato, and we didn't make them and they turned out really good. But I have to, I'm going to share that with you uh, later on. Your leftover one. Yes. Um, Is this as long as you don't have cooties? I don't. All right. Well, give me a kiss to prove it. Oh. Because I need proof. Okay. Mm. Mm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> now I'm laying down. Keep going, babes. Now you're what? Laying down. Oh, kind of. Yeah. You're laying up against a pillow. Okay. Anyway, um, you're not completely down on the uh, lying down. Anyway, um, but no, I, I, I just feel like if I savor a juicy steak, because I don't eat steaks very often, and I, that's one of my favorite things to have mm. on occasion. If I savor mashed potatoes, if I savor a chocolate, whatever it is, I tend to enjoy it more because food is supposed to be enjoyed. I hear you. And you also do that with entertainment, not just the boys, but with books and, you know, other stuff. Yeah. But I like taking things in. Wow. I don't like rushing through things and I'm like, oh, what did I just listen to? Mm-hmm. Or what did I just eat? It was good, but that's all I remember. I don't remember anything else. Mm. You know what I mean? I hear you. Yeah. Yes. So... That's that's how I, I think about it. But I'm not going to be there for like three hours savoring a whatever it is. Or watching a movie in slow motion. No, that's a, that's insane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. Let's watch it again, but in slow motion. Let's see that with an instant replay. No, thanks. Yes. No, no, no. You know what I mean? I hear you, babes. You know, life is to be enjoyed. Food is to be enjoyed. Books are to be enjoyed. Life moves pretty fast, though, babes. It does move pretty fast, but if if you're not looking or if you're not paying attention, because life is, I believe life is but a vapor. But sometimes you got to, you know, as people would say, stop and smell the roses. That's right. I don't know what comes after life, babes. I'm leaning towards it's nothing. But, well, you know, I don't want you to wait your entire life and find out that really something does happen. Oh, I'm just saying. I just hope it's some. If something happens, I want it to be cool and not, you know, like oh, this sucks. Well, it may it may end up sucking for you or for you, babes. But it may be good for me. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, babes. <laughs> don't wait till you're um you're an old man in your 90s, and you're like I should have listened to people, and then you die and you don't end up 
where you want to end up. Okay, so you are. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. you're a Christian. I don't want to go down this road again. Well, I'll make this a quick road. Mm-hmm. You said, I don't want to be an old man in my 90s thinking that I should have listened to people. But the way I understand it is you can repent on your deathbed and you're in good with God. Yes, you could. I'm just saying I don't want you to be in your 90s and the second before or the the the, the second before you can make a a choice to repent, you decide that you're not. If I, but if I am about, or that you don't, if I'm about to die, and I think that for some reason God and Jesus is real, why wouldn't I repent just to get into heaven? Well, that's what I mean, Bubs. I mean, I've heard stories about people people waiting their entire lives until they're on their their deathbed when they could have done it earlier, and they decided that, oh, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, but if they can get in, they can get in. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I would think, and I don't know this, and I don't want to be on my deathbed. I want to die super fast to where I don't even know what's going on. We discussed that before. But I got to think, if I knew that I'm going to have, like, a disease and be on my deathbed for, I don't know, the last three months of my life, that's the perfect time to repent. Because you got to have all your fun. And you said, no, the perfect time. No, 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 no. Go ahead. The perfect time is now while you still can and you're still living. Because the way that, the, how I feel about this, if you can't spend your life serving God, then what good was your life? Uh-oh. I'm just saying. Uh-oh. It's better to repent now than to wait till later when you can't do anything. I don't know, babes. But I still love you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my bad. Oh. 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 <laughs> the back. Okay. No, no, no. You, anyway. know, you know what I was thinking about, babes? Uh, food? Well, yes, but <laughs> what you know that outside of you, I do know religious people. Yes, that I'm actually like really good friends with. But mm-hmm. I give them shit just like I give you shit, right? I mean, we don't kiss at the end, but you know, everything else is pretty. Much I'm not that good look. I, I they're not as good looking as me. No, <laughs> I hope not. When I was thinking to myself, I wonder how many people know me and are secretly religious. But don't want to know, don't want to say it in front like, of me. Like, like their, their closeted whatever it is they are? Yeah, because they know that I'm, you know, kind of edgy. Well, I don't know. I, you know, you, you could, you know, your, your atheist friend might be a closeted Christian. You wouldn't even know it. I think he is. No, I don't. Well, you, well, he might be. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me, to be honest, right? If yeah. you're an atheist, you would avoid, avoid any church thing like the plague and you wouldn't, celebrate christmas and you wouldn't be family oriented well i'm so i you can I, be family oriented. i suppose uh there there are family oriented atheists but you would you would definitely avoid church activities like the plague yeah so I that an, doesn't make any sense a friend of mine who's an atheist who goes to church and uh celebrates all the holidays and by the way is super open with his family and friends about being an atheist that so, does not make any sense to me yes but i i would imagine Bubs, Go ahead. that his family probably questions his atheism. I don't know, babes. Or maybe they're just like, ah, oh, that's just so-and-so. Yes, yes, yes. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> I would question it, too. I'm like, well, why, why are you calling yourself this when you're doing this, 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 and this? I agree, babes. I would question them highly. Yes, yes, yes. But that's besides the point. That's just me, We babes. could move on from this, please. Maybe he's just questioning. He could be just questioning, but I, I just, I don't know. 
It's I, very, it's very odd to me. Yeah, I just hope he doesn't, you know, become a believer. But that might be good for him, Bob. And I think it would be good for you too. Oh, I don't know about that. The jewel. Well, the only way you'll know is if that happens. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna say it, Bob. Oh. There's no other way to. There's no other way to find out. Well, I hope you become a believer too, babe. I am, Bob. The bold God. Ah. Ah. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. With your head, Bob. What? You be good. I always am. Give me a kiss. No. Why? Because she does it like. I'll kiss you later. Okay, because it's <laughs> two two seconds later. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. Mm. Mm. Oh my goodness. Oh my badness, babe. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, so when I was trying to rework Miss A. Yeah, don't do that again. I, well, we'll see what happens, babe. Mm. I was listening to some of your playlists because you always keep it on when you go into the shower. Yes, I do. It's interesting. Everybody has their little peculiarities or however the hell you say it. Peculiarities. Which, what she said. Yeah. Um, I like that you have that. Do you think that you're ever going to make another type of playlist, though? I don't think so. Mm. I think I'm just going to add to my playlist mm-hmm. because I know that there are things that you don't, you wouldn't like in my playlist. Yeah. But, um, like, was there any specific song that you liked that you? I don't remember what was playing, but I remember thinking it was pretty good. Oh, good. Yeah. You see, see, um, I think one of the cool ways to find about what what people like is their playlist, and um, I know that there are things that are like, oh. You like that one? Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there are things that you played for me that, for the most part, I liked. But some of them, I'm like, mm, this is kind of weird. What didn't you like that I played for you? Do you remember? Um, I'm sure there was something, but I can't think about it nice. now. I think there was just something that sounded really weird, and I'm like, I'm like, why? But you know, I mean, like for example, Portis Head is cool, but there's some weird stuff in there set they can get a little bit out there it's it's cool but some of it is just like this is really strange but that doesn't make them a bad band they are pretty good yes but i i think oh i think one of the things i can think of is i wasn't really really into annie clark stuff i can see that they have a similar sound to portishead i mean i i do like portishead better just because it reminds me of some of the 90s stuff that I would hear, mm-hmm. right? It, yeah. Doesn't it sound kind of 90-ish to you? Yes. Like for the alternative stuff. And I think I liked it better, and I and I liked her voice better. But I thought Annie Clark's voice, and I thought St. Vincent was a little bit strange to me. Fair enough, babes. But there are some stuff from St. Vincent that is cool, but I, I'm not really... Like, I don't like them as much as I like... Um, some Porter's head. Oh, I remember another one that I don't think you liked, Lana Del Rey, and I'm into her stuff. No, I. I there might be a couple songs that I liked. Um, like I, I always thought that um, that that one song she played, the one song she sings is is video games. It's kind of a cool song, and um, Blue Jeans is a song that we played in my uh, one class I took. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a cool song too. Nice. But I'm not really, I don't really like her voice. I just, there's something about it I don't like. I don't know if it's just because it sounds kind of nasal and I'm not really, I'm not really a Lana, Lana Del Rey fan. Oh. But that's just me. Yes. Yeah. Just like I'm not really into a lot of Alanis Morissette stuff, but I like some of it. 
I like that song. I don't know. You ought to know. It's the best thing to come out of the Full House universe, in my opinion. Well, the only reason why is because she dated Dave Coulier at one time. but And she went down on him in the theater. It was somebody else, bub. She wasn't just writing about him. No, but that part was about him, right? I don't know. She was writing about him and some other guy. It wasn't just him. It was some hockey player, dude. But I believe she used to go down on Dave Coulier in a movie theater. Who cares? I, I don't do. care. I do. Ah, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I don't care. Oh. <laughs> I didn't do that yet. Oh, my goodness. Well, then I didn't do this. <laughs> Tickled swoosh. Okay. Thanks. Oh, I think you cracked your knuckle. Oh, what the uh. Yes, yes, yes. That line was about him. Well, I liked... No, I don't know if it was. Okay, I so I, I liked... I liked... Um, um, her song, Ironic. Um, That's all right. I, um, well, there's some, there's some songs that I did like, but I don't, I don't really care for a voice either. You know? Yes. You have some good songs, but I'm not a diehard Alanis Morissette fan, but I don't hate her either. I respect what she did in the music industry. Yeah. Yeah. But she, she sounded, she sounds, I don't know if she sounds angry or drunk. Here's the thing. She kind of she kind of sounds like a banshee to me. Anybody who sleeps with a cast member of Full House and can still move on with their lives, hats off to them. I honestly think Dave Dave Coulier is very talented, but I'm partially joking, babes. I know. Okay. It didn't come out very well. Oh, oh. Well, that's where you have to laugh. Ah. Ah. <laughs> oh, you were telling me something interesting yesterday. What's that? So. I don't know if we want to go here. Kirk Cameron is a Christian. And Candace Cameron Bure, his sister who played uh, the DJ older Tanner. daughter. Yeah. Yep. On that show was is a Christian too. Yeah, she is. Yes. So I had heard that, yes, he was an atheist, but that he wasn't really that into atheist, atheism and that he came from a Christian family. And that the proof is just look who his sister is. And I said, no, he didn't come from a Christian family. They... I believe from what I understand is that they went to church, but it wasn't like it wasn't forced on them. Uh, and, 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 and he, um, he became a Christian as teens. Um, but Candace Cameron Bure was not after a long time. And she became a Christian Christian after she married, um, Valerie Bure. Oh, so she married a girl and she became a Christian. No, Valerie Bure is a male hockey player. Okay. He's a, he's a Russian hockey player. Nice. No, no, no. There are, there are some Russian guys named Valerie, but I think it's spelled differently. Okay. Yeah. And so him and his brother, Pavel, I believe his name is Pavel, are hockey players. But she didn't become a Christian until after she married her, her husband. Just so I understand this right, when she was doing the original iteration of Full House, because I know that they did a, a reboot. Yeah. But during the original show, she was an atheist. I don't While know. her brother was in the church. I, I don't know if she, I don't know where she was at spiritually. I just mm. know that I think they started going to church when she was 12. Um, but she didn't learn, she didn't like, uh, I can't remember because I heard her testimony a long time ago and there's some details I don't remember, but she didn't become a Christian until after she married her husband. Wow. And then soon, and then, um, her husband became one too. Um, so, uh, so you were, you were wrong about that. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know whether her parents are or if she has any other siblings besides Kirk. I do wonder though, babes, if they came from a super Bible family 
And them just saying that they experimented with atheism is just kind of like saying. So no, I don't. I don't think so. I really sound cool. No, I don't think so. See, see, this is where your pessimistic uh, nature doesn't help you. Either. Go ahead. Because you're like, oh, well, I can assume all this, but from what I understand, that's not what they said, and I, and I, I, um, I'm taking what they said at face value. Nice. I don't, I don't think that they're lying about it. Well, good. Yes, good. Well, good for Candace Cameron, Kurt Cameron, Cameron the rapper, Cam the rapper, and anybody else who has Cam in their name. Oh, jeez. Yes, James Cameron. Oh, I'm not even going to talk about anyway. What? Never mind. Tell me. No, 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 no. no. Okay, I'm not going to mention names on here. Good, good, good. And uh, yeah. Last night, Jayla. Yeah. yeah. We watched the movie Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Uh, and, are, are we oh, talk- hold on, babes. All right. Let me let me pontificate for a minute. All right. Alec Baldwin has a small but memorable role in the movie. He's a crazy boss. And this so I think Alec Baldwin is crazy and an incredible actor. I will say that he does he I've seen him in uh I've seen him in, seen him in comedy bits, and he is pretty funny. And he does do um, he is a good actor. Yes. I wake up this morning, tune into the local news, and they said breaking overnight. Alec Baldwin on the set of some movie, a prop gun went off, and one person is dead, and another one is critically injured. That is so horrible. Yes, so horrible. And and they said that the the cast confirmed that it was a complete accident. That's what it's looking like. Like they didn't know. I don't know the specifics, but something with a prop gun wasn't functioning right. And that's so sad. I, I I hate hearing stories about famous people accidentally killing someone. It's really a sad thing to think about. Yeah, it makes me not want to mess with him though. <laughs> no, he might have a loaded prop gun without even realizing it. Right. I, <laughs> but the. All jokes aside, death can be a very serious thing. That is very sad. Yes. I don't I don't like hearing and and you can't imagine what he's going through. Like, I can't believe I accidentally killed somebody. Well, so that's the question I wanted to ask you. Okay. What do you think somebody's life is like after they accidentally kill somebody? Do you th- do you think that Alec Baldwin is ever gonna be like he was before last night? Well, I think that he may have to go through therapy. Yeah. And he might have um some PTSD because you know, I mean, especially when you think about veterans on the front lines and they have to kill people because they need to kill, they have to kill their enemies, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're, they're enemies to our country and they're enemies to them. So they have to kill people. And he's probably going to have some PTSD for a long time. I don't know if that's something you ever get over if you're not a serial killer. Yeah. And if, a, you know, serial killers, from, from what I, have this idea that serial killers really don't have empathy for anybody mm-hmm. because killing them is a thrill, right? Yeah. Killing them is a thrill just as much as uh, roller coasters or jumping out of planes are thrills to people. So I would imagine that no matter how many people they kill, they just are fine with it. But if a, a lay person who kills someone by accident without, without, um, Without it being on purpose, it's. I would imagine that they would have really bad PTSD. And I think the other day, these people were just going to work to do a job. And they thought they were going to go home. Yeah. And 
And it's just, it's, it's a not hor- everybody did. It's horrible for all sides. Mm-hmm. Nobody wins because Alec Baldwin did not know the gun was going to go off. The cinematographer didn't know that he was going to die like that. And then the other person didn't know that they were going to be critical, critically injured. I, yeah, I believe it's you know? the director who's in the hospital. And I would hope that he is, um, he is, uh, um, he gets down to stable condition instead of being critical. Mm -hmm. Because every time I think of critical, someone critically injured, they could die in the hospital. And I hope that doesn't happen. Exactly. It's so sad. Yes, yes. It's really, really sad. Yes. And sometimes if, if Alec Baldwin goes to that family, it's possible that they'll never forgive him Mm -hmm. or... It's possible that they will say, you know what? It was an accident. I don't think he meant to hurt uh, hurt our father, brother, husband, whatever. You, you said something a little bit earlier about how in, in, soldiers have to go overseas and kill our enemies. Yes. And the thing I thought about was, let's take, let's go out of the modern war, right? Because okay. we could, that's a whole debacle. Um, and let's go to another uh, time where our country completely screwed up. Uh, Vietnam. We send people over there to kill these Vietnamese soldiers who are supposedly their enemies. But yet, like, if you sat down with a Vietnamese soldier back then and just hung out mm-hmm. doing whatever, maybe smoking the peace pipe, maybe just talking about life, you probably realize that you had more in common with that person than you think. It's possible. And so it's weird having to label somebody who you never met and who you don't know as the enemy. Well, no, I was just giving an example. No, no, no. And I wasn't trying to, but this was a thought. That was a thought that just came in. And and I have, you know, I can, you know, I have military people in my family. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with that. Yeah. You know, I can only imagine what they go through. They've lost limbs. Um, You know, I, I don't believe that. Uh, I don't think my dad had to, I don't actually know what he, I know he was in the Navy, but I don't know exactly what he had to do on the front lines, but I would imagine he saw a lot and my uncles and, you know, my cousins that are in the military still, Mm -hmm. but whatever, whatever branch you are in the military, you do end up seeing a lot of death and destruction and, uh, they have to go a lot of times they have to go to countries where they don't have any freedoms. Um, so I can only imagine what they had to do. Yes. You know, I'm just saying, you know, because I, I grew, I grew up with military people in my family. Yeah. But it's, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's weird that we consider the Vietnamese people or whoever we're at war with the regular people to be the enemies when it's really our enemies are the people running the country. They're the real enemies. No. And sometimes both sides are the real enemy, right? Sometimes America and whoever we're fighting are both guilty. And sometimes it's actually just America like it was in Vietnam, where we made up the whole Gulf of Tonkin thing. Okay, let's not go there. Right. <laughs> let's not go there. I know you want to go on a rant, but Sorry, I think we've gone there many times. Have we? Yes. Can I tell you something? At least more than once. Can I know I? you want to go on your military rant. <laughs> No war rant, I know. <laughs> See, now you've, you've reiterated yourself again. Sorry, babe. 
<laughs> I'm not a fan of war. What can I say? I understand. Yes, yes. Whoa, what is a good boy? I'm not one either. But okay. I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes we have to fight them. Imagine being... Okay, okay. Wait. No, if you put on your uh, Facebook page, uh, things you love, war. Senseless, senseless oh. war. That's something you love. I don't have a Facebook page. I know you don't, but I'm saying... Or imagine, like, back in the day when they would do those Playboy interviews with models. They would talk about mm -hmm. their turn-ons and turn-offs. Oh, my God. And some model puts in turn-ons, senseless wars. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. That's insane, Bubs. That is insane, babes. <laughs> You're the one. Okay. My goodness. J-Lo. Yes. I showed you the season finale of the boys last That night. was a very crazy, crazy finale and very dark. Yes. Very dark. I love that episode, but you do need a little bit of a breather after it. I do. That's why I... Uh, yeah, I do. That was pretty heavy. Basically, I'll give a quick overview without okay. saying everything about it. All right. Um, Butcher contacts Reyna, and she says, you guys are now criminals because we have to have bought in the military. Mm -hmm. So Huey leaves with Butcher to go and see um, Mallory, mm -hmm. whose children were incinerated because Frenchie messed up a mission. Yes. While this is going on, the boys are basically caught. Uh, Frenchie, Kamiko, and M.M. Yes. Butcher finds out that Homelander's one weakness may be Madeline Stillwell. And that, in fact, is true. Well, we'll see. Well, we'll see. Yes. Huey and him uh, split because Huey doesn't think it's cool what's going on. That Butcher's just willing to leave everybody else captured. Huey gets thrown into prison after talking to Starlight about Compound V and everything else. Yes. Breaks him out with his retain retainer. <laughs> they go to rescue Kimiko. That was an interesting scene. Yep. It looks like they're going to get caught and then Starlight comes in to save your man. Yes. But Atrin comes. Yes. And there's a little bit of a dispute. A-Train has a heart attack, and you rightly pointed out it is insane that that um, that uh, Huey tried to save A-Train. I mean, that was an example of the epitome of whippiness. Yes. And I'm just like, why in the world would he save A-Train, who clearly doesn't care that his girlfriend has been killed because he accidentally killed her? And A-Train murdered his own girl, Pop. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And he's, he's just a senseless superhero. He doesn't care. All he cares about be, is being the fastest man in the world. That scene always takes me out of it. Uh, I can't believe that. And I agree with you. And I, Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I don't have any proof of this, but something tells me that was a corporate note. Like, we can't let Huey let A-Train die. Something tells me that the executives at Amazon I just, wouldn't let that happen. I just think, you know, if you want to make it realistic. Yes. Why can't, why can't at one time an enemy dies from a heart attack? Yeah. You know, because clearly A-Train is, is very corrupt. All he cares about is a compound V. He just wants to be the fastest guy in the world. His brother's trying to get him off of it because he's really addicted. And... He just isn't want. He doesn't care about anyone except for um, himself. Himself, exactly. And I'm like, why? And you know what would have been even more interesting? Mm -hmm. 
if Huey and Starlight leave him to die, but he survives his heart attack. Yeah. Because people have survived them before. Yeah, and in fact, uh, Starlight um, survived the bullet. Yeah, but she's also a superhero. But she's also a superhero, yeah. That would have been more interesting, and and now he's really upset with them. Right. But, you know, now, you know, what if he tries to, what, what if he tries to do that? Well, we'll I guess we'll see in the, um, in season two next I week. don't want to say too much, because I've seen it. No, I know. I but you were correct to point that out. That scene breaks the reality of the show. And you know how I feel about that. Well, I, I, I mean, I don't care so much about that until... <laughs> it's like, well, why wouldn't... <laughs> yes. Until a scene like that. Now, yeah. let's go to Madeline Stillwell. They're having... I think it's a holiday party. Yeah, it might be Christmas or something. Everybody's happy. She's getting a promotion because the superheroes are going into the military. Mm-hmm. Mr. Edgar wants to promote her, and maybe she'll take over Bot one day. Mm-hmm. She's hanging out with A-Train. They make love. Of course. And Not war. Not war. She tells him, hey, I'm sorry we lied about Rebecca. Uh, it's unfortunate about the miscarriage. Mm. When the scientist dude, who, by the way, is also plays the boss on The Wire, mm-hmm. Uh, told him the episode before the baby died five seconds after childbirth or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Right. Homelander's thinking the stories don't really add up here. There's something off. Uh-huh. She goes from Homeland's ap- Homelander's apartment to her place where Billy Butcher is waiting for her in the dark. And this is where the it takes a very disturbing turn. Very disturbing turn, yeah. Yes. Because he's got the baby. Well... Yes, the baby's in the house. Yes. Butcher ties Madeline up, puts explosives on her, and is waiting for Homelander to come. Mm-hmm. He does. Comes downstairs with the kid. Which look, he shouldn't have done, but... Looks at Billy, explains, oh, just so you know, I didn't rape your wife. She actually chased me. Mm-hmm. Then he gets it into it with Madeline over his supposedly dead baby. Right. And he's arguing with her. She says, I'm sorry I lied to you. He kisses her, and then he incinerates her head with his eyes. Turns around to Butcher and says, well, what's your plan now? Butcher's just like, fuck it. He presses a button. There's an explosion. It's maybe a day later or so, or a few hours. And Butcher wakes up on the ground outside of the house Homelander comes up to him and says, you can thank me later for this, for saving your life. Mm -hmm. But get up now. I have something to show you. This little kid who's maybe eight years old runs out. He looks just like Homelander as a kid. Mm -hmm. And Becca comes out of the house, too. And that's where the episode ends. That's insane. What would you give this episode on the scale from one to ten? I have no idea. I would give it, if it wasn't for the Huey thing, I'd probably give it a nine. But because of that, I'd have to drop I, it down to an eight. I think I'd give it an eight, too, actually, now that yeah. I think about it. Because it would have been interesting if they just left him there. Absolutely. Because he, you know, what if he did save his life? Yeah. But I guess we'll find out next time. We will. Yeah. We'll get there when we get there. I still don't like him. <laughs> He's terrible. He's the A-train, baby. He's terrible. But if you talk to the actor, um, he probably isn't, you know that 
Self-centered. Yeah, I doubt that he runs through women on random days. <laughs> no, I'm I'm sure he's he's just your average guy that's playing a, a very evil character. Mm-hmm. But he's so good at it. Yes, he really is. I mean, even with um, Elizabeth Shue, and she said, you know, she's a very complex and complicated character, and I never played a character like her. I obviously knew that she died in the show and didn't want to say anything because you kept saying, well, what's going to happen with Madeline? How is she going to develop? Mm -hmm. Now that you know how things end for her, how do you feel about that? Good riddance to bad rubbish. Nice. And then Elizabeth Shue can uh, move on and play a person that's totally not like Madeline. (laughs) She can get a show on Hallmark. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> or something I don't know. Yeah. No, no. Um, I don't. I don't. I'm not really. In, uh, I never really got into the things that um, Elizabeth she was done. But I heard she's a very good actress, and so is her brother, is an actor. And They're okay. Shue. I mean, neither one of them have blown me away with her acting abilities, but their power. She was good in this one, though. She was good as Madeline. I mean, she was very evil yes. to the core. Yes. Very evil. I really like that the villains think that they're the good guys. Yeah, uh, but I really wish that... Well, actually, a villain did die. Translucent did die. Yep, he's gone. But I honestly was hoping that um, they would have left a train there and Madeline did die. So well, I, will, I will give them that. Here's what I will say. Yeah. You're assuming that everybody from the Seven is still alive at the end of Season 2. Assuming it because I never watched it. Exactly. Yes. And... I have a feeling that... That may not be true. We Next season, Stormfront comes in. And I am really excited to hear you talk about her. Uh-oh. Yes. Okay. And unfortunately, anything else would be a spoiler. Uh-oh. Yes, yes, yes. But you're enjoying the show. What would you give season one on scale from one to ten? Um, hmm. I don't, well, that's a good question. Um, I think I'd give it at least an eight. Nice. Nice. And I usually do not score shows like that. Yeah. Because shows are so different. And, uh, you know, and there are shows that are complicated and, and, and heavy. And then there are shows that are lighthearted and funny, like Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, we got to talk about that. Um, but no, it was, it was, it was very, um, I was just like, whoa, I was not expecting that at all. Not expecting it. I'm glad. And the fact that Butcher, Billy Butcher and Becca were looking at each other like, hmm, you know? Yeah. I'm guessing it's like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> and you have the benefit of, you don't have to wait a year. When I saw season one, the finale. Yeah. I think it was something like 14 months between when I, when I finished the show, season one, and when season two started. Wow. Yeah. When did it start? I want to say season two started in September or October of last year. Oh, really? Yeah. When all the craziness was, was going on. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I Okay, so I heard something like weird that they were trying to do, and I don't know if it's in the film industry or the uh, or uh, in t- in television. Go ahead. But they were going to make movies where people had to wear masks. I thought that was insane. 
it's complicated. I think people were just so taken aback by COVID that nobody really knew what to do. I don't know. I don't think, I hope they don't do that, but that's insane. Like nobody would be able to see people's, they would, could only see like part of their faces. I don't think that's going to happen. I hope not. That's insane. Now on the sets, probably, but in the actual films, I doubt it. Well, I hope not. Okay, I just remembered. I have a question about Homelander. Uh-oh. We find out in the episode that the reason we have super ter- terrorists is because Homelander has been dosing criminals with right. Compound V. And we also find out, um, can I talk about Madeline really a little bit? We can, but I do have a question about Homelander. Oh, maybe I shouldn't talk about Mallory. It's about it. It has to do with Butcher, but I'm not going to talk about her. It's totally fine, but I, I want to get my Butcher question. All right, or my my question about Homelander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, this is a metaphor about how in our society companies will often come up with a problem and then the solution for that. So mm-hmm. I think about things when I think of Vought. I think of Vought is just another word for the government. Mm. Right. It, that's the metaphor in the show. Or Vod is another metaphor for pharmaceuticals. Big pharma. Right? Yeah, because right. they often will come up with these diagnoses that they'll feed to doctors and then they'll just happen to have the cure. Or they'll, they'll have the, the so-called something. drugs for it, but they only do harm than, than good. Or how our government has a history of propping up terrorists and then we got to go in and start a war. And I'm wondering if you saw any of those. Well, I would. I mean, it could be a number of things. It could be the government. It could be the FDA because mm-hmm. they've been trying to control us for a long time. It could be big pharma. It could be any of those uh, head corporations that want people's money. It could be the cancer industry because they've been profiting off of uh, cancer patients. And what they've been doing is they've been paying so much money for a chemotherapy and radiation that go, that's really bad for your system. Yeah. So, it could be a number of things. Any head corporation that does not have the best interests of the people, I would imagine that Vought would, would be like. Like They don't have the the best interests, especially for babies, now that we're finding out about what they do to babies. Mm-hmm. They don't have the best interests of families because they're tearing families apart. They don't have the best interests of the superheroes or so-called superheroes because they were made by Vought. After they were born. So it could be a, um, a number of things to compare them to. Yeah. I don't think any corporation has the people's interests at heart. But that's just me. I think it depends on where you look, Bubs. Oh. Yeah. I think it really depends on where, where you look. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that the corporations should be working for us and not the other way around. Yeah, there should definitely be more regulations on them. The government should be working for us, not the other way around. We need more regulations on corporations. Oh, my goodness. And less on small companies. I don't think every single corporation is out to get everybody, though. Do I think that that's their intention when they go to a board meeting of, we're going to screw over America? No. But do I think that they look the other way when shady stuff is going on and they encourage it without outright saying it? Absolutely. Yes, I do some I, I do think some do, yes, for yeah. sure. But I don't think every single one of them is an evil corporation that you know, anyway. I think I, I don't I do think that all corporations do evil stuff, but even Amazon, even though they funded the boys. Oh my goodness, yes, 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 they do, they do, they do horrible things. But 
Without them, we wouldn't have Madeline Stilwell, played by Elizabeth Shue. I mean, I guess we'd have it in a graphic novel, but I'm not going to read that. So we would have it in a graphic novel. I would imagine at the... Um, you told me at the boys... Did you even see, like, uh, pictures of these comics? I've seen images online, but hey, I can't read them. You, they're very hard to find, at least for me as a blind guy. But didn't you say that you, you believe that they are, like, really even crazier than the show what i've heard is that the tv show is like a g-rated version of the comic book and that's saying a lot because it's definitely not g-rated no it's it's so very adult uh oriented i would not watch the show with a little kid no yes. no not at all unless the kid is a big fan of billy butcher <sighs> No, 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 no. For all you know, babes, he opens a daycare center in season two. Bubs. Although, I doubt that happens. No, I don't think children should be around Billy Butcher now. Uh-oh. Now, the actor, who knows? He might like kids. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the actor who plays M.M., he probably does like kids. I would imagine. Oh, you wanted to say something about Butcher and Mallory. No, well, because it kind of reminded me of what... Mallory did to Butcher, right? Mm-hmm. He tr- she trained him to fight. Yes. And he and I understand why he got mad at her because it's like, well, wait a minute, I'm I'm finishing what you started, and I'm going to go off and do it. And um, because she pro- she told him that, well, you had to promise me never to come back here to her place because. Light lantern incinerated. Lamp, lamp, lamp lighter lamp incinerated lighter. her kids. Her, her grandkids. Her grandkids. Yes, yes. I thought that was her kids. No, it was her grandkids. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, I, yeah. So I mean, so I kind of understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. He, she, she made him into a fighter. Do you think, babes? Yeah. That with stem cell technology and how we're always trying to experiment on humans Mm. that will ever come to a point where there are actual superheroes and supervillains in the world? I don't think so. See, I I don't know. I don't know. uh, The only stem cell thing that I will support is the stem cells that are helping with repairing um, muscles and, uh, and pain because those stem cells are being the uh, they're adult stem cells and they and I think they they do wonders for people's bodies. But that's the only thing I would support now. As far as the hero thing, I'm not sure about yeah. that. And we should really be also using the stem cells of aborted fetuses. No, too. we should yes. not. Yes, you no. want to know why? Because no, 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 no. I not? do not support that. Why not? Because they're from. Uh, because I think it's a, it's a moral thing with me, Bubs. Oh. I don't. I I would not support anything that was being used from um, from fetal tissue to stem cells from fetuses. No. But if the kid's going to be aborted anyway, why can't Bubs? Bubs. What? Come on. Come on. Bubs. Why not have a righteous abortion? Okay, stop! 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 <laughs> righteous abortion. What are you talking about? <laughs> Maybe that's what we'll call this. You better, stru- you better straighten up, boy. And I'm just the one to help. <laughs> okay, take a twist. Take a twist. Well, you better give me a kiss, then, babes. No. That's what we're going to call this episode: righteous abortion. No, we are not going to call that. All right, give me a kiss. Uh uh-uh. uh Give me a kiss. You say saw we. Saw we. Ugh. Give me a kiss.
Oh my goodness. <sighs> what am I going to do with you? Listen and grow and adopt my opinions as your own. No, I won't. Oh. Well, see, Bubs, if I did that, it would this would this podcast would be really really boring. But it would show that you had the ability to grow as a person. <sighs> what ifs? What ifs? I'm glad that you're liking the boys, babes. Yes, I don't think I'm. I like it as much as you do, but um, there are some interesting storylines to be taken from this. And it is currently your favorite drama on TV. Hmm. I don't know. No, technically it is because you don't watch any other dramas. I don't. I don't watch. I mean, I haven't watched dramas in a while. Yeah. By default, it is. I never said that. No, but let's do the math. What other dramas that are currently on TV do you watch? Well, I haven't watched Just for You in a while, and I, I don't like that show. Oh, it sucks now. Ow! It does suck. Oh, now. I'm sorry, Bubs. Yeah. Well, that's your opinion, Bubs. Every episode. But I now. will. But I will say this. I will say this. I do like the episodes that are just about cases. Yeah, and every episode now is about how the cases affect the people involved on the But on then the I haven't I haven't seen it in a long time, so I mean maybe that's changed. I don't know. Listen. <coughs> there are a lot of seasons of SVU that I think are brilliant. Yeah. But at some point it went on too long. Um, it's like Dexter. Yeah. The first three years of Dexter are incredible and then it just went off the rails. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Bubs. I don't know. Oh. I, I I think I don't know. Who knows? I might watch some more of it, but I liked I will say this, the beginning of SVU was really, really good when Stabler was there because there wasn't a lot of those um cases or um uh, episodes where they were um really paying paying attention to the um uh the deputies in the you know in yeah. the show. It- in my opinion, the first season is a little bit hit and miss, and then it gets good and stays good for like ten years, and then it goes off the rails. I may slowly. just watch. I mean, I think it might still be on Netflix. I can't remember, but I may just watch the first ten years of it. You know what I don't like, babes? What is SVU? They'll only have a couple seasons of of it on Netflix at a time, and I don't even know if it's on there now. I don't know either. And the other thing is, you can't find, or at least I haven't been able to, the original Law and Order on any streaming sites. Yeah, I that don't was know. a really good show. I I never watched the original Law and Order, but I watched like a little bit of Criminal Intent. Well, good. And I watched mostly SVU, well, but that's good. just me. But well, SVU's past is from. Oh uh, my! Retire, good. Olivia. It's time. It's. Well, she's now the captain. Well, good. I for think you. she's a captain because Craven, uh, Captain uh, Craigan left. That's right. And I liked Captain Craig. It was cool. I liked uh, John Munch on the show. Yeah, Richard Belzer. Yeah, he was John Munch. Yes. And it was kind of like a comic relief. Like, I know he was like, making some funny comments on the show, and I thought thought it was funny. He's good. And he was good in Scarface. Uh-oh. We need to watch that movie sometime. No, um, I don't know. Bob. Maybe next Easter. No. So... Like the Uh-oh. third time I'm around a lot. I may be I may be around I may be gone on Easter, who knows? What where would you go? Well, I'm might spend Easter in church, Bubs. Without you. If you go to church it'll definitely be without me, babes. <sighs> what? Well yeah, well anyway. The like third time I met Alana, we're at an open mic and I just watched Scarface on Easter Sunday. Which was a really odd time to watch it. 
if you ask me. I had a fun time. And I go up on stage and I said, I have this regular routine where I'll watch Scarface on Easter. And I think you thought I was crazy. I did. Oh. Yeah, I did. But that was also the and day. And you made nachos. Yep. And watched Scarface. That you agreed to go out with me for the first time. Yeah, that was in April. Yeah, so I must have done something right. Uh, I did. Yes, you uh, wanted I, to, Or you did, I suppose. You wanted to say hello to my little friend. Oh. But I'm bumped. Bubs, really? So, mm. after the boys, yeah, we watched some Seinfeld. 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 Uh, we we watched some really really funny funny episodes. Yes. We're gonna watch some more, right? Uh, that is a possibility if if we yeah. if, if we finish those Cheetos. Yes, we will. And 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 uh, yeah, we will. Do you want to say anything about these episodes? So the one, um, I'll, I'll I won't say too much about it because there's so much stuff in it. Yeah. But. In the first episode, that was when um, that was when uh, Jerry Kramer and George had um, connection to these uh, Japanese people. Uh, Seinfeld was gonna uh, George. I think Seinfeld was gonna um, was getting popular in Japan. Uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld was. Am I correct? Kind of. He was featured on a clip of this TV show that's super popular in Japan. Yes. And um, and George, what was he doing? Um, George uh, wanted to sell the old pilot that Jerry and him had made to <laughs> Naka, NBC Nakamura or uh, Naka Broadcasting something. Company, I think. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then <laughs> Naka, Nakamura uh, or whatever it is, Broadcasting Company, and then George or uh, Kramer was keeping them at their house at his house, but he was leaving apartment. them in uh, drawers. Yes, in his apartment. <laughs> like a nice. <laughs> that was a fun episode. And I like the part at the end where they're like, um, "We don't know about, we don't know about Jerry or whatever it is." And yes, yes. That was really that was a funny episode. Yes. And tell about the second one, please. Second one. Jerry runs into a friend from high uh, college, says, hey, I know you got this big meeting, but come out to me. Come out uh, to lunch with me. They're eating, and the guy says, well, I'm actually an executive, and we just got the uh, Citibank or U.S. Bank account. And that's actually the meeting I the, blew the, off. Was it the Peterman account? No. No. Okay. To be with you. And Jerry's like, that sounds like an important meeting. Mm-hmm. Guy gets fired and gets a job at the Kenny Rogers Roasters, which is oh, across. Oh, Yeah. I, I I really enjoyed this episode. And I never... Oh, I'm sorry. Right. I never got to have... Oh, chicken. I have. It was good. Oh. You don't know what you're missing. Babes. I know. I don't know what I'm missing. And I'll never, I'll never have it again, apparently. Well, we found some recipes online. Yes. We could potentially do that and maybe some Mocha Burke milkshakes. Yes. Because you know how much I love that. I know. In any of that. Anyway. Because Jerry's friend has a job at Kenny Rogers, Jerry agrees to switch apartments with Kramer since that's where the sign is coming from. <laughs> this is a very bright sign. Now, while this is going on, Costanza leaves a hat that Elaine bought from her expense account from the Peterman gig that she has. Yeah, she le- he leaves at this girl, um, Heather's place, because he wants to go out with her. It's worth eight grand. Yeah. Elaine needs that hat. They go to the house. She doesn't have it, so George steals the clock. <laughs> when Jerry finds out that Kramer's addicted to the chicken, he gets his apartment back, and then eventually the place closes down because, like, a, a rat is in the food. 
Yeah. Kramer's upset. They never get the hat back. And Wait a minute, though. How did Elaine get the, the Nutria hat? She bought it off uh, somebody who Jerry and Kramer know. Ah, okay. And it's a big mess for her, and that's basically the end of the episode. I forgot to mention the one part of the first episode where um, Elaine's dating this guy, and his song is uh, Desperado. Oh, that was funny. And, and every time... It would play. He's like, Elaine, would you please be quiet now? <laughs> and she's like, well, why don't we share the song? You know, uh, you know, why don't we share a song? He's like, no. Yes. And then, and then he, she's asking Jerry, well, what do you think about like, Oye Komova? He's like, uh, I don't think so. What about, and she's, he's naming songs and she's naming songs. I thought that was really funny. Are you starting to have faith in my synopsis that synopsis? I can't speak ever that even though I love Larry David mm-hmm. after he left the show, it was still a masterpiece and in some ways got better. I think so. I mean, I don't know much about Larry David's show. When did he leave? He left at the end of the seventh season. Oh, really? Yeah, and the so- last two seasons are mostly without him, yeah. except occasionally he would come in and do a voice and he came back for the series finale. Which is rightfully considered one of the worst series finales ever. I don't understand why, because the show is so good. Oh, the last episode sucks. And I heard the la- and I did hear about the last episode. I heard it was not good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not. Wow. It, it, but also, in fairness <laughs> to them, it is hard to do a series finale of a show, especially one that's as loved as Seinfeld. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And there are some series finales where they do end strong, and the show is still good. Yeah. So I don't know why they had a horrible series finale and the show was still good even before that. One of the best series finale, mm-hmm. even though it's not my favorite Star Trek show, is mm-hmm. The Next Generation. Had yes. a great finale. Yes. Yeah. And it's considered one of the best series finales ever. I thought Frasier's series finale for the, um, the, the was it 11 seasons? Yeah. Their series finale was great. Cheers and Frasier both had great series finale, but there's an asterisk next to the Frasier one. Because they want to reboot it. Yeah, because they're bringing it back. (sighs) So it's no longer going to be the series finale. I thought Roseanne's finale for the beginnings of Roseanne was good. No, that one was just weird. Was it weird? Yeah, because I think it turned out that Dan had died, and this was her way of coping with it by writing a story of his oh, life. Oh, okay, never mind. But and then, then we, and then he appears in the in the reboot. Yeah, but I thought the reboot was great. The reboot was a lot of fun. It was, but fun. you've discussed it at nauseum. I know, I know. And so do you. Oh my goodness! No, but I love you, babes. Maybe maybe the name of this episode should be I reiterate. I like I really like righteous abortion. I don't want that. Okay, all right, all right, all right. All right I hey, love hey, you. Hey, 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 Bubs, I should have a say in this. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> I love you, babes. Uh, now give me a kiss. No. Yeah, because you need one. You just kissed me like five minutes well, ago. Well, then I'm gonna kiss you again. Mm-mm. Give me a kiss. Mm-mm. Give me a kiss. You to make me. Alright. I love you. <laughs> give me a kiss. Sorry, it's not gonna work. Okay, do you want me to, I could either kiss you, yeah, or I could talk about uh, dead fetuses and ah! need to use them in experimentation. Give me a kiss. <laughs> the choice is yours, babes. Ah! Mm. Mm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I pinched his nose. Yes, we took a really good nap. 
Well, I, I think I was, uh, I wasn't out nearly as, uh, well, I, I, I woke up a little bit earlier than you did. Yes. Yeah. Got up and made dinner. Now there was a little bit of confusion on our parts yeah. because you said we have more than enough sour cream for tonight and tomorrow. Well, because uh, for some reason I thought, okay, if we use enough of the sour cream, then we'll have enough for tonight. Uh, We'll have enough for tomorrow. Okay, so my interpretation of that was you had two things of sour cream, and, so I could just put on as it, much as possible. And also, you weren't clear on how much sour cream to get, because I was thinking, oh, okay, well, we, you know, I, I thought, you know, we were going to, and sometimes when we use sour cream, we don't use all of it. So I was thinking, okay, this will be good. 16 ounces will be fine. And then I... And then you said, oh, we killed it. I'm like, what? We yeah, and I'm thinking when I said it, oh, that's okay. She has another thing of sour cream. <sighs> well. <laughs> so guess who got to make a Walmart order for my J-Wall? You did. Yes. But that's okay because there were things that I needed anyway. And <laughs> Well, yeah, it's okay for you. It didn't come out of your pocket. Oh, bubs. No, but I love you, babes. Yeah, but every time every time you come over, everything comes out of my pocket, bubs. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. I figured, I mean, I got to, I gotta, you know. I gotta give you a chance to do that too. You know? Yeah, but you also get to be with the deity. Bubs, <laughs> whatevs. <laughs> I love you, baby. I know you're just kidding, but still, it's kind of weird. And for real, we are gonna get some red velvet cake as long as they haven't right now. Oh, I'm so good! I miss it. Oh, with ice cream. It's so good. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Whatever, whatever chocolate ice cream you got, because I like the chocolate ones that you pick. Yes. Plus, our meal was good. Yes, it was. Good big potatoes. Yes, it was. Yeah, well. And I suggested, here's my idea that I don't think everybody knows. I suggest that we take the same baked potato recipe, but instead of using baked potatoes, we use tater tots. That's a possibility. And we, and then when we, when we're done baking them, we probably won't have to cook them as long. Mm -hmm. Then we, uh, we put them in uh, with uh, sour cream and cheese and, and butter and whatever. And I think it would taste really good. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Babes. Yes. Last night was a Jack Lemon night. Yes, it was. We started off with Glen Gary, Glenn Ross. A very dramatic movie. And then, yeah, it was. Can I just give like a very quick overview? Sure, sure. Because I don't want to. No, no, no. I want to be mindful of time and everything. No, like no, no, sure, sure. Basically starts off. They are real estate salesmen, I think. Um, it seemed like it. I thought they were telemarketers, but I think they're real estate salesmen. Yes, they're trying to sell people land. It's late one night. Jack Lemon is an older guy. He's struggling at his job. <clears throat> he goes in, and Alec Baldwin was sent down from corporate. Gives this long speech about how this place doesn't do enough sales, and you guys got to learn to ship up. So we got a little contest going this month. First prize is a new car. Second prize is a uh, set of steak knives. Yep. Third prize is you're fired. Get right. the fuck out of here. Those are his words, not mine. Yes, it was. Your words. And people go off to try to figure out how they're going to work this thing. Kevin Spacey is the regular office manager. Jack Lemon comes up to him and says, hey, I need some of the Glen Gary leads. Because they're the best leads. Yes. And you guys are giving me leads that are several years old. They're not good anymore. Spacey says, I'll do that, but I want 20% of your commission and $50 for each lead. <clears throat> Jack Lemon says no. Mm -hmm. We should say that 
I believe it's Ed Harris, is trying to convince Alan Arkin. They both work in the office that he needs to break in, steal the leads, and sell them. And I thought for a minute that George was, you know, going to do it. Alan Arkin's character. Yeah, George, yeah. So eventually, we don't see this on camera, but he ends up hooking up with Jack Lemmon. Mm -hmm. Next day, the office is ransacked. And Jack Lemon comes in happy because he just sold a property. And he got eighty two grand out of it. Which means twelve thousand in commission. Yep. Well, I'm gonna kind of make this quick. Sure. We find out through a series of events that those people who he sold this complex to is nutty and that it'll never hold up. And they like talking to salesmen. Yep. We also discover that Jack Lemon is the one who broke into the office and sold the leads. Yep. It ends with him being called into Kevin Spacey's office to talk with a policeman. Yeah. And he, and as a result, he can't take care of his daughter. Yes. Because I think his daughter was uh, sick or something. We don't really know the We specifics. don't know much about the daughter. And he also has a wife. This was an interesting movie. I liked it, but I don't know. I personally, now I know this, you would probably disagree with me. I personally like the other movie better than this one. I like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross a little bit better because it felt more believable. Okay. And the only reason why I said that I liked it, I didn't like it as much as the other one is mm-hmm. because, I mean, I still gave them seven, but I, sevens, but I think I gave the other one a stronger seven. Yeah. Now, the reason why is because I feel like there were some things left out. There were some details left out. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um... But let's just do some quick analysis. All right. What does Jack Lemon in this movie teach us about how society can wear you down? Well, I guess if you think about working at a job for so many years, because he's the old codger in the group, right? Mm-hmm. And he thought that he knew everything and what to do. and it. But then it was also implied that he was too nice. Am I right? I think so. He was very nice, and he has a he has a pleasant sounding voice. I mean, literally, he does. If he was selling me something, I might actually give in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do that in real life. But if I, if 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 Jack Lemon was trying to sell me a pound of chocolate, I'd take it in a minute. Oh my goodness! He'd be like, okay, you say it's good, I'm going to take it. I don't know, just because his voice is so convincing. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? I have. Anyway. And he's the old codger in the group, and he's been working there for years, and it sounds like he he was close to being out of it. Am I right? Would you say that? Yeah, but we don't know by what, because I don't think this dude has enough money to retire. Right. He doesn't have enough. I don't think he has enough money to retire. I think I think a better way to phrase it is he's close to being fired. By the he company. is close to being fired, and he's the old codger in the group. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think it's like if you've been at a job where it's not it, it it pays the bills, but it's not something you enjoy. I would imagine it's an example of how jobs, how a certain job could wear you down for so many years. What does this film teach us about believing something great is going to happen and then being disappointed? Well, the same thing about, you know, when I was thinking about what they did, I thought they were telemarketers. Mm-hmm. Because telemarketers make a living on scamming people out of money. You know? Yeah. Even uh, people that profit off of, you know, like like just yesterday, actually, before 
it was either yesterday or the day before. I got a call from somebody that was supposedly um, posing as a police officer. And I believe I got the same call from him months before. And I, and I could have fallen for a scam if I was on the phone long enough. Oh. So I had to delete the number from my call log and block it. And they use police off. They profit off of police officers and they profit off of people who support the police so that they can donate. They can get donations from them. And I think that that, that reminded me of how telemarketers do. They, um, they try to sell something and get the person out of money or get, get the person's money without the person realizing it until the end, until it's, it's already too late. It feels like these characters are glorified telemarketers. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because they're not really going to give them land. They're just getting them out of money and they want to close on it. Would you recommend this film to anybody you know? Um, I probably would. Um, I mean, yeah, I think it would be interesting. I think I think some of the people in my family might watch it. Nice. You're messing around with me, which I don't mind, but it's going to come I'm out. Just ta- I'm just tapping on your, tapping yeah, on your shoulder. That sound will come out. So That's okay, babes. What would your elevator pitch be for this movie? If you want to know how to really scam somebody <laughs> out of money, watch this. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. I did it again. That's okay. Um, no, I mean, I guess I would say, you know, this is the kind of stuff that telemarketers do. Don't do this. I don't know. It's, it's a good, it's a, I mean, it's not my favorite movie, but it, you do take a lot of, away from this movie. I'd give this one a strong seven and the next one a weak seven. I would give it a weak seven and I'd give the next one a strong seven. And the only reason why I give that one a next strong seven, a strong seven is because there was only one thing I didn't care about. And I think you would agree on that. Oh, yeah. There was something in there that completely took me out of the movie. Yeah, it was very weird. Yes. So let's talk about a film that I don't think we're going to see any remakes of anytime soon. No, I don't think it should be remade, honestly. I don't think most films should. I know. Uh, And you know that I'm against the trend of remaking and rebooting every single thing. Absolutely. I'm so tired of it. But we're not going to see that with this one. Yeah. We watched Some Like It Hot. Some Like It Hot, yes. Give me the synopsis, babes. So, um, so there's two guys in the movie named Jerry and Joe. And in the beginning of the movie, you see them going to what they, what looks like a funeral. But this was a time in the twenties where there was prohibition going on and they, the church put on this funeral so that they can get alcohol in the back of the, the place. Mm-hmm. They go to this funeral and I, they're in the band. They're in the band at this funeral. And uh is it that's before they get um they, they get shot up by um by um mobsters. Correct. Yeah. And they go to the this girl this lady's gas station, right? No. And do you want do you want me to give this go ahead, wait, go They go to this music management office right. place. And Tony Curtis had blown off some lady. Yeah. So they agree to go and get her car. Yes. When they're about to get the vehicle, some mobsters come in. They try hiding. The mobsters kill some people. They see Jack Lemon and Tony Curtis. They run away. Now, the both of them had heard that a management person was looking for two ladies to go to Florida for like three weeks and play these gigs. 
Tony Curtis, Jack Lemon dress up as ladies, get on the train, go to the spot that's hot. In the meantime... It's, it's in Florida. Yes. They <laughs> run into your girl, Marilyn Monroe, on the train. Because, Marilyn, yeah, Marilyn Monroe plays a woman that calls herself sure. Sugar King. And she sings with the band. Yes. Without giving everything away about this movie. They make it to Florida. Everything's going good. Jack Lemmon wants to get with Marilyn Monroe, but so does Tony Curtis. Yeah. So Tony Curtis stole the suitcase of one of the managers of the female bands. Yeah. And when Jack Lemmon is away, he dresses up as a rich English person. Yep. Goes down to impress Marilyn Monroe. Meanwhile, there's another rich guy who's chasing after Jack Lemmon. And, and, and we are assuming that this guy is, he, he seems very effeminate. Yeah. Um, and, and good on him. I mean. His name is Osgood Fielding. Yeah. So one thing leads to another. The mob ends up at this hotel. Yeah. A complete lack of verisimilitude, if you ask me. Right. They run from the mob. Eventually, get the four of them get on a boat with Osgood, and the movie ends. Well, wait, you're forgetting one part. I edited out a lot of stuff. I, I know, I know, I know. But there was a, there was a funny scene at the end. But you're forgetting the part where um <laughs> um the one part where um Jerry or uh, Joe finds out that Jerry, who is Daphne in the movie. She gets engaged, or he gets engaged to Osgood, even oh. though Osgood Fielding doesn't know that he's a guy. Yes. It's kind of funny. Oh, my goodness. You got to see the movie. It's really funny. I don't, the mob shouldn't have been in, in that part no. of the movie, but the rest of it is really funny. I thought it was a good movie. I think it should have been about 20 minutes shorter. Mm-hmm. It I was would, a long movie. I would have cut the stuff with the mob out, mm-hmm. and I maybe would have. Not all the stuff on the train, but just a little bit near the beginning. I like the scene where they're all partying on Jack Lemmon's bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you could make something like this today. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I don't even know what type of character analysis to do with this film. I don't know either. There's so much going on. So let me just ask a few questions. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Marilyn Monroe stays with Tony Curtis, their characters? I don't think so. Okay. I, I think that she's one of those flighty women. Mm-hmm. She seems like a flighty woman. A woman. So she may, you know, be with him for a while and then leave. I don't know. She's good in this movie. She's very good. And she's, <laughs> I think she's really funny because she has the um, alcohol under her um, dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and back then, you know, um, in that band, um, Sweet Sue, who's one of the managers of the band, um, doesn't want any of the girls drinking. No. And she, not only does she get the alcohol, but she convinces um, Jack Lemmon's character to uh, get that from uh, Tony Curtis's bag and uh, goes to the bunk and invites all the women to have a party with alcohol. It was really funny. Yeah, good movie. (laughs) It was funny. I'm like, well, how big is the bunk? And you're like, oh, it's as big as a room. As big as your bed. I'm like, wow. If that big. Okay. Are there any questions you have for me about this movie? Um, I honestly think that um, Tony Curtis um, played effeminate very well. Yeah. I'm not sure about um, Jack Lemmon, but he was funny too. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Would you recommend this movie to anybody? Oh, yeah. I think it would be funny. It's a funny movie. It, it wouldn't be made today. No. 
Yes. Oh, very good, babes. Mm-hmm. J-Lo. Yes. Did you have any dreams last night? Yes, I did. It was very strange. I had this dream that one of your exes invited us to go to this concert, like a symphony concert. And uh, we dre- we got dressed up because it was one of those concerts that we had to dress up as uh, to, to dress up to go go there. And I think we ran into her, and she said she said, "Hey, you guys want to have a, a water balloon fight?" And um, wait, I forgot something. So before before we go to the concert, right? Yeah. I said, "Oh yeah, I used to I used to play tricks on her. I would um tie a penny around a string and I would move it in front of her face." So let let Rick interject for a second. Yes, because I this is the dream version of Rick. Not Rick in real life did not do this. Yeah, this was a white girl I dated back in the day, uh-huh. and uh, this was one who thought that she was too cool for the room, uh-huh. as many white women do. But keep going, babes. Anyway. So I thought it was really funny because you're like, oh, yeah, I remember I used to play tricks on her. I would tie a penny around a string and I would move it in front of her face. And I think and then and then you said, yeah, and I and I I did it just so I wouldn't be so distracted by her nose Nice, because I was I in the in the dream. I had the impression that her nose was just huge. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> And you laughed at that. So we go we go to the concert and I'm thinking, OK, I really don't want to. I really don't want to run into this girl. She runs into us after the show and she said, Hey, you guys want to have a water balloon fight? And I said, my response was, as long as I can have a water balloon fight with you, then I'm all for it. Oh and then I goodness. wake up. Nice. But I wanted to, I was, I implied that I wanted her and I to have a water balloon fight because I knew that I was going to beat her. So. I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> I also had a dream about an ex-girlfriend. Except you don't remember this person, right? Right. I am hanging out with my workout buddy who is with some girl, and me and my ex are in back of them, and we're just talking about life. My workout buddy does not live near a light rail station, but in the dream he did. So we're on the max. This girl breaks out her phone and shows it to me, and I'm just looking at the apps that she has installed on the phone. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up. That's weird. Yeah. But how could she? So, so, so in the dream, she was your ex, even though you don't remember her in real life. Exactly, babes. That is weird. Yes, but I'm a polyamorous dreamer, so I've had many relationships. Oh in my, dreams. my goodness! Yes. What else? J Lo. Yes. Is there anything else you want to say? No, we covered quite a bit, haven't we? We did. I think. Um, the thing I want to do is eat. Let's do it. Let's kill those Cheetos. Yeah, and I and I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you my leftover potato. Nice. All right. Yes. Bye bye for now. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.